Yes, it is Free Talk Live. Thank you for tuning in to tonight's show. It is the Sunday, Sunday, Sunday edition. Captain's Log. Stardate 02062022. In the studio this evening, it is myself, the Lord, Doctor, Reverend, and hopefully maybe sometime ambassador. You gotta get that Captain Kickass. For too long, you have almost been an ambassador. Well, that's fine. Okay. I mean, right. I didn't get the doctorate until some caller called in and gave it to me, like honorary doctorate style, and I was like, sweet, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. These things take time. Uh, but I'm sure it, all the people in med school are saying the same thing. I'm, I'm going to be a doctor. But I want to take, take just a second and say welcome back to Nikki. Thank you. Uh, our, our Some of our chatters had missed you terribly. So. Surprised they're still around. <laughs> Abandon the show already. They, they may come back if they know she's back, so that's why I'm making a point of pointing it out. Yeah. So guess who's back? And then back again. again. And then of course Nikki's we have back. Richie Rich, and so that completes the trio, the dynamic trio, the triad, the triad, the, the bur- triforce, the holy trinity, <laughs> the holy trinity of free talk life. <laughs> God bless <laughs> the Bermuda Triangle of free talk life. Oh boy. Well, we're going to do a show, I guess. I guess. Uh, 603-283-6160 is our telephone number here if you want to call and talk with us or bring up any subject you like. We're going to talk about all sorts of fun stuff, as usual. Richie Rich is on top of it in bringing uh, clickbait-worthy <laughs> articles to discuss. It's what I do, man. It's kind of my thing. For those of you who are listening on on radio, you haven't been able to read the title of tonight's show. It is Meta Rape and the Gay Penguins, which sounds like a band. It could very well be. <laughs> right? Uh, Trademark. I, I don't know what kind of band, what kind of music they might play. It would like have punk. to be smooth jazz. It, it'd have to be like, I don't know, like. It's funnier if it's smooth jazz. Like, yeah. Punk barbershop quartet or something, okay. <laughs> you know, something along those lines. But all male acapella, all male acapella punk rock. There you go, right? You know, everybody's screaming, but they're yelling in like harmonies and stuff, wearing like the red, white, and blue styrofoam hats and the you know fancy suit the barber and, pinstripes. That's right. That's yeah. right. You know what I'm talking about. I gotcha. Picking up what I'm laying down. Um, Richie, Rich, you brought these in. Where do we start? The gay penguins? Uh, you know, why not? All right. Uh, this is from RT.com. So you know it's legit. <laughs> Russians would never put out false information to an American audience. Never. Never. Uh, it's not, I, I have to point out, it's not from RTUSA.com or RT.com forward slash USA, but it's under world news, apparently. Yeah. The headline here is, gay penguins become foster parents. Good, Aww, good that's for them. Cute. Right. Now, my first question is, how did they fill out the paperwork? They don't have hands. <laughs> they have beaks. <laughs> you know, there's a whole bunch of bureaucracy to jump through to become foster parents. So I don't understand how. Are they getting paid the same rate? Are they fostering human kids? Or are they fostering That'd be hilarious. penguin kids? The likelihood is in the animal world, they just stole the baby. They went. We can't have one. Yours is ours now. And then, boom, foster parents. It goes on to say, a same-sex couple of Humboldt penguins are now raising a baby chick whom they helped incubate. So they stole the egg. The Rosamond Gifford Zoo's colony of Humboldt penguins 
has grown to 28 on January 1st. The newcomer chick stands out for being the first one at the Syracuse New York Conservation Facility to be brought to hatching by a same-sex pair, the zoo reported. Uh, Humboldt penguins may accidentally damage their eggs during incubation. Keepers at breeding facilities like the one at Rosamond Gifford Zoo may swap a fertilized egg laid by high-risk parents for a dummy and, and trust the real deal to a more experienced and careful foster couple. So is this their first foster egg then? Like, I, like I'm They just, got experience intubating these yeah. eggs or incubating these eggs. I, I don't think any of you guys are dumb, but I just had this... I got some friends of mine that are kind of dummies at times. Okay. I just, when they said replaced by a dummy, I just had like this picture in my head of somebody like swapping like an egg for like one of my friends, you know. Or that weird one for the Penguins of Madagascar or whatever, whatever movie that. Or uh, what's uh, uh, the the son from Sanford and Son, Lamont. Okay. Right? Because Sanford was always like, come on, you big dummy. Right? So yeah, there's, anyway. During this breeding season, they did so with a freshly bonded pair of male birds named Elmer and Lima, or Lima, I'm not sure. Interestingly, Elmer received his name after the brand of glue, which keepers used to fix the shell of his egg, which was damaged by his parents in mid-December. The egg was placed in the nest that they built after the couple demonstrated that they could take care of a dummy first. So they're, they're not smart enough to realize that they're caring for a dummy egg, and they're like, nope, good, let's give them the real deal. <laughs> they're clearly the best and brightest. They they literally, like, gave them, you know, like a pre-GED test, right? Okay. Like, you know, they're like, we, we're not going to, like, you got you to gotta do this test first before we give you the real thing. Do they still do that in, in like, American high schools? Like, take the baby home so you know you don't want to get pregnant, teenager. Oh, maybe they do. I think that don't they just have those devices now that they have to like care for the baby and that kind of thing? Like a Tamagotchi egg? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I don't know. Yeah. We got those taken away in high school. Yeah. I I didn't have those in high school. So. I didn't have one either. Just saw of course, the I didn't, carrying around. I didn't attend much of high school. I, okay. You know, I graduated freshman year and that was it. Nice. But I mean, I dropped out before freshman year was oh, over. Okay. But like, I my grades were so good that they're just like, yeah, fine, whatever. If he comes back, he'll be a sophomore, and I never came back because screw public schools. I went and took my pre-GED test, and uh, it was just me in a room with the instructor or the administrator of the test. I took the test, and they went and they graded it. They came back, and they were like, "Um, we uh, we have another pre-GED test, a different one that that we want to give you. And I'm like, why? Did Did I do that horribly? Did I? Did I totally botch it? She's like, no, 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 uh, quite the opposite. Uh, you actually scored higher than anybody has ever scored here at this particular center. Nice. Wow. And I was like, so if that's true, why do I have to take this other one? And she's like, well, we just want you to. And I'm like, are you trying to say that you think I cheated? You were in the room with me the entire time watching me. I was the only one taking the test. It was you and me in the room. Did you give me answers? <laughs> Did I look up and go, hey, what's the answer to number 10 over here? No, none of that happened. So, you know, and I, I put up a little bit of a fuss. But so they gave me the second test and I scored even higher. Okay. On the second one. I thought it was like an advanced placement. Because now, well. Like, let's really evaluate him. He's, you know. So now, I, I mean, just, you know, after they accused me of cheating the first time, I was a little angry. 
And so then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, yeah okay, fine. I'll take your freaking test. I'm actually going to study yeah. this time. Uh, no, I mean, I took it right then and oh, there. okay. Yeah, it was like immediately after it. And okay. it's a long test. It's, you know, I don't know, hour and a half or something, two hours. I'm a little surprised that bright kids don't do that sooner like you did. Well, there's there's right, like whole, Why wait four years of high there's, school? There's actually a program. I, I did it. It's called, well, it was at least called where I'm from, Gateway in Pathways. Yeah. So you leave high school when you're 16 and then you go take college credits. So you're kind of, it's dual enrollment. Yeah. So you're taking yeah. college level courses, but they count towards an associate's degree and a high school diploma, so you're kind of getting both of them done at the same time. And so by the time you're graduating high school, you're getting an associate's degree. I don't know what it is now or if it varies from state to state, but when I was 16, I was eligible to yeah. take the, the GED immediately. Like, And I didn't have to have like parental permission or anything like that. I just mean it should be given out like pre-high school. Like before you get to high school, like, let's see how smart this kid really is. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like, why if you waste pass their time? The G- if you pass the GED... You just like you just save four years of your life, and you can go do other things. Yeah, well, but that's, that's a, precious indoctrination time. Yeah, the government's not going to. Well, like, again, that's what I'm saying. The brightest kids, because if you you know if you can get a parent to go like, Dad, take, go take the GED, and we'll do something else for four years. We'll start a business. You can have a home business at 14 if you pass the GED test, and you'll be that much further ahead in life. I wonder if these gay foster penguins uh, took a GED test or if they graduated high school. I wonder if there's anything more in this article. I we'll wish find I had a out. penguin joke in the next 10 seconds. We'll find out. Burgess Meredith, where are you when we need you? <laughs> 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Lord help us all. I have seen Richie Rich in a bow tie. He looks pimp. Black, Black and gold, gold tuxedo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you have a cane? I didn't see a cane in the photo. Um, like some sort of nice, like a black cane with a nice gold top. Something. So, a tiger or like a lion. Something. Uh, okay, so Porcupine. I don't have that. Porcupine, yeah. I have several canes. One made of bull penis. Oh, that's better than bull, well, crap. <laughs> Given to me by Is a it? rancher's wife. I, well, I guess maybe, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, I sure. don't know. I guess it depends on your opinion, right? I guess so. I love handing that to people without telling them. I bet. Yeah. yeah. Like, Here, hold this for me. And then I giggle. And I go like, why are you giggling? I go, because you're holding my cane. And I'm like, so? And I go, you know what that's <laughs> made? <laughs> That was like the awkward moment when we found out uh, what pizzle meant and the dog was already eating it. The like dog bones, I guess that's like code word for penis. Okay. Pizzle was pipe. I don't know. Not in dog treat language. <laughs> oh, all right. I Not a, according to the internet. I thought dog treats are just like milk bones. Right? No, this Not in the Snoop Dog treat language. <laughs> well, that's 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 just another way of saying Shaggy Snack. Okay. Or Scooby Snack. Right? Scooby and Shaggy have those giant... If you don't know, if you're out there in listener land, this is Free Talk Live, by the way. If you don't know, uh, Shaggy and Scooby were the biggest stoners to ever grace cartoondom. They were hiding in the closet in the beginning. <laughs> they always, always have the munchies. They were always like, wow, man. You know? <laughs> like, wow, Scoob. Right? Like, they're totally baked, man. It's so fun to, like, realize stuff like that. 
as an adult. Like, <laughs> I've been watching these cartoons my entire childhood, and then one day you're like, they're stoned. <laughs> so that's the wonderful thing about children's cartoons is the good ones are chock full of adult humor. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and made by people who were intoxicated on many things or right. just had different brains. But as a child, it's whoosh, like right over yeah. their heads. Yeah. But if you have to sit there and watch SpongeBob with a child, there's something there for you too. Yeah, great point. So we've been talking about these gay penguins in a New York zoo, the Rosamond Gifford Zoo specifically, who... Government zoos are turning the penguins gay. <laughs> Thank you, uh, <laughs> Rich Rich E. Alex Jones, Rich. Uh, and somehow they, they made these penguins do some sort of a test with like a fake egg, a dummy egg that they just called dummy, apparently. Uh, the article goes Give on to say- a hard-boiled egg first, Mike. Uh, I like hard-boiled eggs. I had some deviled eggs last night that okay. were delicious. All right. I just needed to say that. Uh, the article continues saying, despite being inexperienced, the two birds did a stellar job bringing their charge to hatching, director Ted Fox said. The baby penguin continues to be brooded and cared for by both Elmer and Lima, who are doing a great job. And once they have experience doing this and continue to do it well, they will be considered to foster future eggs. That foster penguin is going to get picked on so much in penguin school. <laughs> it's Where's hang- your mom? You were an accident. <laughs> how do you know? Because you have two dads. <laughs> it's kind of messed up how they're stealing eggs from other penguins, replacing them with fake eggs, and then like saying, you're unfit parent, you're too dumb of a penguin. These other penguins okay, are, let's, you know. Let's, let's just move this into human life for a minute. What if the government came in to parents that they thought were unfit and replaced their children with a dummy child? <laughs> Right, and then gave that child to you know a gay couple yeah. to see if they how they would do raising. Here, you get this crash test dummy. Right, if you if you can keep this thing alive for a week, here's like a Chucky doll. But isn't that the point of the high school one? Right, you know, the high give them a give them the an egg in high school, oh, right. or yeah, you know, the I, fake baby. Uh, I, I don't know what well, that's cl- about. Clearly, those parents either failed that or did not have to take that test in high school. In I went to an all-boys school. We did not do that at all. <laughs> Where you wow. weren't allowed to be gay foster parents? I went to I went to an all-boys Catholic school. We weren't oh, even yeah. allowed to take a friend to the prom. Well, there's your penguin joke right there. You went to a, a, a Catholic school. You had the penguin, right? Oh, okay. Like the priest or brother? Like, is that what you're... The nun. Yeah. Oh. They did not dress in the habits. Like oh. the, the few nun teachers that I did okay. have. Yeah. I was hearkening back to the Blues yeah. Brothers when they had to go visit the penguin. Because they were, they went yeah. to Catholic school. All right, well, there goes the uh, penguin joke. But it was very clear. Anyways, <laughs> prom was very clear. You're not allowed to take a friend. You can't like, even take a, a friend date. and you know do the arms length Christian no. side hug. It was it was bring a girl or don't come at all. Like I was kind of. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. So yeah. you can you can bring a, a, a yeah okay. female yeah. But if you, if you, two dudes wanted to save on a prom ticket, no, nope, forbidden, no way. <laughs> You pay full price, both of you. Uh, Same-sex couples of various species of penguins fostered eggs in the past at several other institutions in Spain, Germany, Brazil, and the U.S., Director Fox said. The latest example in Syracuse should be taken as inspirational by humans when they consider what a successful family should look like. Okay. What? Uh, 
apparently two loving parents this, it doesn't yeah. have to be male this director who, director fox thinks humans should look to penguins as the latest example in what a successful family should look like yes let's look to the species who doesn't know the difference between a real and a dummy egg <laughs> that's that's yeah. who we need to model human behavior after the Humboldt penguins' natural habitat stretches along the western coast of Latin America from southern Chile to northern Peru. The species is considered vulnerable due to commercial fishing, oh. which reduced their food supplies and predation of colonies by animals like rats and feral cats. thought it was going to be vulnerable due to lack of intelligence. Just breed out the dummies. You big dummy. Penguins. How do they work? <laughs> I'm... I'm crossing, just, like, waddle. songs and jokes. Then they get eaten by seals. Seal or, or seals? Like the, the artist seal? Yeah. I don't know. I or don't like know. seals and Croft. Okay. <laughs> Crosby in there somewhere? Stills, Nash, and Rogan. <laughs> oh, Rogan. Rogan. I, I, I invented that one day when I was, well, smoking something. And I if you, I, I do this sometimes, I'll just switch the first syllable of a word with another word, especially with names, right? Okay. You know, just like go a, line with your portmanteau fascination. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, Keep it fresh, you know? You know like like Tronald Dump. Right? Oh, that's a good one. You know, for example. Right? You know, just Has a better ring to it, you know? Sometimes they, they're funny. If you, you know, you have to think about it you and go, it right, is it yeah. funny? And then if it is, then you say it out loud and hopefully it's actually funny. Bo Jiden. I can do it too. Yep. <laughs> Bo Jiden, Tronald Dump. Clillery Hinton. <laughs> That's tough to do. <laughs> uh, O'Rock Bobama. That one's tough. It's that kind one, of it's that almost, one actually sounds okay. It's almost like Igpeatinley. Okay. Yeah. In in that respect. Sure. So why are we talking about Pig Latin now all of a sudden? We are the kings of Segway. Killing time. Except we don't segue into Killing really time anything. until you call. Anything of value. We're moving on. At 603-283-6160. Do you have gay penguins in your backyard? And if you do, will they be groped inside Facebook's metaverse? We'll talk about a mother who alleges that happened to her. Coming up on Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. The Liberty Radio Network presents the Sunday Night Edition. 
of your favorite radio show and mine. Yes, it's Free Talk Live. Live radio call-in talk program where you can call in, talk about whatever's on your mind. You can talk about what we're talking about. You can talk about stuff we used to talk about or talked about in the past or something we've never talked about. It's up to you. You control. 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Bitcoin.com is the best source for learning about cryptocurrency. You can go there now and click on Get Started right at the top of the page. Once you do that, you'll find all sorts of valuable information neatly organized to suit your needs. There's no longer any excuse to ignore this very important and world-changing information. If you're already a knowledgeable crypto user, you can check out news.bitcoin.com and get the latest headlines of all the news that's relevant to you. Bitcoin.com is your source for everything crypto, like getting a wallet, mining, trading, and all the latest cryptocurrency news, all on a very slick and easy-to-use website. Please visit Bitcoin.com. Uh, I do want to talk about the mother who alleges she was groped inside of the metaverse. However, since I just mentioned Bitcoin and Bitcoin.com, I want to just talk about this headline and perhaps this article. A DAO, that's a decentralized autonomous organization, something that exists on the Ethereum blockchain. Uh, It's a set of instructions it's kind of a business, but it's a set of instructions that says, hey, if this, then do that a bunch of different times. Uh, so a DAO has been created on the Ethereum blockchain to free Julian Assange. Ooh. And it has raised $7.5 million worth of Ethereum already. So those of you who aren't familiar with Julian Assange, uh, get on your magic rectangles right now. And uh, in your favorite search engine, just type in Julian Assange, A-S-S-A-N-G-E, and read all about it. Uh, A group of cypherpunks recently initiated a decentralized autonomous organization in order to try and free the incarcerated WikiLeaks founder and activist Julian Assange. So far, the Dow has raised $7.5 million, and the funds will be used to help with Assange's legal fees and raise public awareness about his case that's awesome okay oh yeah that's awesome is that the problem that julian assange is running into like he doesn't have enough money to buy his way out that's a great point or or that there's not enough people who are aware of his situation that is actually going to make an impact on the government's letting him go perhaps okay we i mean i don't know the ins and outs of it um i think it's a neat idea I would like to learn more, which is, of course, why I brought the article in, because I didn't get to get through the whole thing. I get it. I'm just saying, you know, it. I don't know how more, I don't know how funding more of his legal fees is actually going to set him free. Like well, the, the government seems hard pressed on keeping him locked up wherever they have him and torturing him as much as they are. I like the idea of spreading the word because a lot of people don't know who Julian Assange is and- they should. Okay. Because, you know, what he did was right, and it was misconstrued by the government, as many things are. Let's let's find out a little bit more. A decentralized autonomous organization has been created that aims to help Julian Assange gain freedom. Assange is a well-known journalist, activist, etc., and so on. 
Uh, he's been investigated by the U.S. government for publishing a series of 2010 Army intelligence leaks that were given to him by Chelsea Manning, formerly Bradley Manning. The United States would like to see Assange extradited to the U.S. due to his involvement with publishing classified American intelligence documents. Never mind that he's not American. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and broke no laws broke in wherever no laws. he was. Yes. Mind you, this intelligence information was U.S. troops torturing people and doing horrendous things overseas. So It was revealing the monster for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And the people have a right to know that considering we're being robbed to fund that kind of nonsense. Yeah, it's nearly the same type of a thing that we saw with Snowden. Snowden yeah. was just like, uh, you know, he. I think he even said this himself. He's like, uh, I, you know, they say I committed treason. Well, committing treason is giving secrets to your country's enemy. Yeah. I didn't do that. I gave it to the country, to the people yeah. of the country. Yeah. So that that's not treason. What I did is I just revealed the truth. And I saw it, and I thought everybody should know about it, and that's why I did what I did. Same kind of a thing happened here with Chelsea Manning. Uh, it's just that Assange was in his WikiLeaks. We're like, yeah, we'll publish that. Absolutely. You know, As it should be. They are a publisher. That's what publishers do. Yeah. Currently, Assange is imprisoned in the London Maximum Security Prison. Belmarsh and the whistleblower has resided in the jail since 2019. The Assange Dow wants to shine light on the corruption tied to Assange's case and help liberate the activist from imprisonment. The group's website explains that the focus is to continue fighting for Julian Assange, freedom of Julian Assange, the AssangeDAO.org website details. The website adds, We will raise funds to help with his legal fees and campaigns to increase public awareness on the systemic failure of our justice systems. We, the cypherpunks, are rallying to the cause of a fellow cypherpunk in distress. Now, I, I love that because the cypherpunks uh, yeah. created cryptocurrency. Again, don't get me wrong. I like the attitude and yeah. the motivation behind it. It's just he is such a high priority target for state actors and the government. Yeah. Right. That I don't I don't know. I don't know how much press you would have to get and how many you know individual citizens of the world would have to start rallying behind him and demanding, you know. Like, look, I get, I'll tie this to the truckers. Like, look how many truckers there are in, like, Ottawa, Canada yeah. right now. And the, yep. ca- the Canadian government's, like, not even budging right at the moment. Right. Right? So they, they've had Julian Assange for years. There's n- almost no public support for him outside of, you know, very small circles. Yeah. And even if you got a large amount of support, you think that's what's going to cause them to let him go? Like, oh, yeah, I like mean, a million people want you free, so I guess we'll just let you go now. I, I want to say this, and it might not be said correctly, but I see this as like a reverse propaganda campaign. Sure. Right, where they're going to take this money and they're going to put it into advertising of some sort or different sorts, hopefully. You know, yeah. many different avenues of advertising. And if they can continue to collect money and pay for all these ads, they could, in theory have an impact the same as you know what the large media has in you know keeping things away from folks or telling them the wrong things and okay. all that stuff maybe Possible. i mean again i hear you but the, the government has infinite amount of money right just they, they can, can yes. they can and so they can they can always spend more to combat that and the average individual no matter what country you're in eh, probably gets most of their information from the state agencies anyway so it's always going to be combated in greater force than you will ever be able to keep up with. 
Furthermore, the website hosts a quote from Assange that says, one of the best ways to achieve justice is to expose injustice. So far, the Assange-centric DAO has raised 2.533 Ether, or roughly $7.5 million using the current exchange rate. Essentially, the DAO aims to raise the Ethereum in return for the, it's a dollar sign justice governance token to bid on a one-to-one NFT. I don't know what that last sentence means. I haven't been following NFTs. Don't worry about it. The non-fungible token art was produced by the digital artist PAC in collaboration with Julian Assange. The group's DAO fundraise on Juicebox Money explains. According to the Assange DAO team, the Assange family has endorsed the project and have worked closely with the DAO. So it's a new technology. I like seeing it deployed for charitable reasons. Uh, I feel that this qualifies as a charitable reason. We'll see how it turns out. Yeah, again, not dis- not disputing the idea or the motivation behind it. Just questioning the effectiveness on actually getting Julius Assange released into the world. Negative day saying nay, Bob. From experience, bro. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with your <laughs> points. They're, they're completely valid. We'll see what happens. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is on the way. That's how she got the nickname Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, it had nothing to do with King's horses either. Not at all. Just the King's men. And that's how space travel is possible today. Yes, it is Free Talk Live. 603-283-6160 is the telephone number if you would like to join us in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. If you want to join us, give us a call. Phones are open. It's a live call-in talk radio program. We're broadcast nationally. We're syndicated nationally. We're on the internet, and we're on some satellite radio stations. So, you know, if you've been feeling bashful, I know sometimes people kind of freak out. Like, oh, my voice is on the radio. I can't do that. I've had people come up to me and be like, I don't know how you guys are on the radio. And it's like, well, we just sit in front of a microphone and talk. Like, But, yeah. but some people are are hung up, but like they feel like, you know, they freeze, they get that stage fright or whatever it is. So I understand. And so don't call if, you know, you feel like you're going to freeze, but if you're going to make a terrible call and just bring the show down, just keep it to yourself, (laughs) type it in the chat room and maybe we'll read it. (laughs) That's, that's for you guys. But if you have something important to say, or call some other talk show, (laughs) right? We yeah we call the locals. Just this and, is national level stuff right here. Try and be interesting, really. If you're gonna call, you know uh, who we're talking to. So we were talking about this. Uh, did uh, decentralized a name came to mind, didn't it? Decentralized autonomous <laughs> organization. <laughs> but we're gonna move on from that, and instead, we're going to begin the discussion of this article from Newsweek. Uh, did you want to read this one? Uh, I have it ready if you want me to. Uh, I mean, I can too. It's fine. Well, uh, it's maybe from... you guys could read it together. <laughs> okay, so maybe not then because my source is USA Today, not News. Y- you so. instructed me to find a better source or an updated use... version. Okay, read the updated version. I don't have so, the updated version. And by instructed, I mean suggested. 
and I was like, oh yeah, he said I should go find. And like the link that you gave me, I was behind a paywall anyway, and I had to okay. jump through hoops. So because I said, here's this story, yep. but there's been an update, and right. I don't have the update. And it's not a story of a lovely lady who is bringing up three very lovely girls, or the guy who right. brought up three very lovely boys. Yeah, none of them had hair of gold, like your mother, <laughs> the youngest one in curls. Uh, U.S. news from Newsweek. Mother, mother, right, Danzig, anyone? Okay, Okay. yeah. Mother alleges she was virtually groped in attack inside of Facebook's metaverse. Oh, no. that's happened to me before. In the metaverse? You've been in Facebook's metaverse? No. Oh. Oh. Maybe that was a dream. Never mind. Carry on. Okay. (laughs) I was like, wow, you... That's surprising that you coming up on Free Talk Live. Uh, Nikki's dreams and fantasies. <laughs> <sighs> How does virtually be? That's going to triple our audience you? numbers. It probably is. A uh, a British mother recently came forward, if you want to call it that, with accusations that she was virtually groped during an attack by. Three to four male avatars inside Meta's Metaverse. It's like so hard to take this seriously. I, I like, made I made a joke last on. night. It's it's not even my joke, but uh, it's nine out of ten people enjoy gang rape. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> she clearly did not enjoy this. Which, by the way, is also democracy. Yeah. Right. Is you know nine out of ten people you know telling the one guy what to do. It's sad that you have to make that connection for our audience. You guys figure it out. It's you know sad that I have about. to make that connection for human beings at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, but right. like I, you know, I say that with you know, you know. But I was once a person who needed to be told that. Okay. Yeah. You know, uh, I I was in the fog of statism, man. I was, if anything, I was probably closest to like a constitutionalist. Okay. Right? And and I think I've gone over this previously, but. It was because uh, the families that I grew up in were largely religious, and so everybody would always be like, well, what does it say in the Bible, right? Yeah. What does it say in the Bible? And so, like, then when it came to political stuff, I'd be like, well, what does it say in the Constitution? doesn't say anything. Great. Don't do anything, right? You know, oh, it says you can't or you can or whatever. Okay, fine. Do that then. You know, Shall not like, be infringed. And then you get to the point where you say, what do I think? Yeah. Well, you get to the point where you're like, wait a minute, the people who are supposed to be enforcing the things that are in the Constitution aren't. And in fact, they're blatantly violating them at every turn uh, and have been for, well, the entire duration of its, the organization's existence. There's that, too. So that, that was a big point at the table conversation at tonight's meetup and dinner Yeah, was that like the government has their set of rules and you say to yourself, well, OK, now that we know the rules Let's beat them at their own game by, like, doing things within their rules. And then they blatantly violate their own rules when it's convenient yeah. for them yeah. and go, like, well, now what? Yeah, the, right? the Can con- we break the rules, these, too? These rules, the Constitution in and of itself, uh, to paraphrase Lysander Spinner, is a metaverse in and of itself, right? They've created this situation this the set of rules that everybody looks to as like oh this is how you combat or you know play the game of government here's the the it's like monopoly right here's the rules on the back of the box right sure and and you're supposed to follow them and that's supposed to work but they wrote all the rules so yeah. it's a lose-lose situation they wrote the rules to favor them and not you yeah and then when you find a way for it to favor you they go like no we don't worry about that yeah uh, what what is the other phrase? Uh, it's a funny game when the only option, uh, the only winning move is not to play. 
Right? And so it's war uh, games. Yeah. So we get all of this, all of these people who try and sort of take on the government, or I'm going to become a, you know, I'm going to work for the government and change it from the inside. No, you're not. What's going to happen is you're going to get a job, and it's going to be cushy, and then you're going to be put into morally corrupt positions immediately, if not sooner, and you're going to have to choose between several different morally corrupt options instead of doing the right thing. And if you don't get chewed up and spit out by the machine, you become the evil that it is. The favorite one I've heard is, I'm going to use my government pension to fund liberty in the future. What? Right? I'm so close to sure. retirement, I'm just going to get my pension and use that to fund liberty things. Sure. All right, so back to this British mother who recently came forward with the accusations that she was virtually groped during an attack by three to four. She doesn't know how many. She can only count to three to four. Well, they're avatars. You never know. Nina Jane Patel, 43, wrote in a Medium blog post in December that within 60 seconds of joining a lobby inside the metaverse created by Meta, formerly known as Facebook. She was verbally and sexually harassed by a group of male avatars. I just can't stop thinking of GTA. <laughs> like, what do you think this is? <laughs> you know, like... I need this. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. In the post, the mother of four recounted watching her avatar get groped and virtually gang-raped. I'm glad these miscreants have a virtual outlet for this instead of taking it into the real world. She remembered it being so horrible that it, she was unable to react fast enough. So turn off Log the computer. Out. Log yeah. out. Like, like, so turn walk off away. your TV. Like, unplug like your game. Uh, you know, I don't put know. down the magic rectangle, whatever, you know. I, I don't know how to access it's the just, metaverse. It's so hard to take this seriously because there are actual like people being sexually assaulted, right. and this lady has the audacity to say, even say this. To write a medium to, blog. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? As long as it's not an extra medium okay. blog. Jesus. That's a double callback. That's right. I brought up You're extra medium good, again yeah. yesterday, too. So, okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a <laughs> echoing dual repetitive redundancy. You're supposed to say, you can say that again. You can say that again. It's an echoing, dual, repetitive redundancy. I was thinking of nobody's line. Uh, the, the answer the phone, Department of the Redundancy Department. That's uh, Monty Python, actually. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, he likes to quote Monty Python as well. Uh, Patel claimed the avatars touched her avatar, which she said resembled her in real life, inappropriately while they took pictures and made crude comments. Well, there's your problem right there. Don't make your avatar the way you look in real life. What did, uh, did the avatars take pictures of the other avatars groping her avatar? Bro, I'm totally going to screenshot this and post it to Reddit. <laughs> Patel claimed, I'm just going to read this again. Patel claimed the avatars touched her avatar, which she said resembled her in real life, inappropriately, while they took pictures and made crude comments. I don't know. I, I don't know. It was surreal. It was a nightmare, Patel wrote. Patel told Newsweek she tried to report and block the individuals responsible, but everything happened so quickly she was unable to report it. No. Call the Facebook police. It's plenty of those guys. But, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't, like, reporting something has nothing to do with things happening quickly. It's like, things happen quickly. Okay, great. Now it's over. You can still report it if you're going to. This lady's weird. I mean, what do you, what do you say in their report that things that were allowed in the game happened? Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. 
Uh, when you join the metaverse, will you be groping other avatars? Give us a call. Let us know. This now is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It's like your parental units. They're confusing. Absolutely. Like, do as I say, not as I do. Because if you do as I do, you won't be doing as I say. And you'd be coked out, too. <laughs> Were your parents on coke? Give us a call. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live, in case you're wondering what you're listening to. We are a live radio call-in program. We've got some calls on hold right now. We'll get to those momentarily. But you can call and take control. We've got a few lines open right now. Again, the number is 603-283-6160. In the studio, I am your host, Lord Kickass. And joining me... It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Did you like that? Yeah. A little change up. Man, yeah, just, yeah. just one title this time. Yeah. I, I My website's URL is lordkickass.com. Okay. So if if y'all like uh, maybe a more cuss-oriented version of Weird Al Yankovic, head over there. There are some funny songs up there that I put together. Nice. Along with some friends. I I'm not the world's greatest singer so there's some songs that on there that i think are better than the others and that's usually because i you know got some outside talent to come in and sing that's yeah. also why he doesn't have me singing on these songs <laughs> i just like writing the songs like I, I wish that i you know like i should probably take like some vocal lessons but i have such a low register anyway that like for me to like cover anybody like i could probably cover neil fallon of clutch i might be able to like do some like decent danzig with a bunch of practice you know but you're gonna be down here ah, you know kind of stuff so yeah, i don't do your own you thing know, man yeah you got your own voice make so, it your own but uh yeah so anyway shameless self-promotion uh, i want to tell you that we are raising funds we're doing some charity work here for give directly it's the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty they locate recipients in need and use mobile money to send them cash with no strings attached. In the past decade, they've delivered $400 million to over 1 million people. Research shows that giving cash to people living in poverty can help drive a range of important positive changes in their lives, such as employment, nutrition, health, and education. In addition, cash allows the individuals to invest in what they need Instead of relying on aid organizations, governments, donors, etc., thousands of miles away, to choose for them. Free Talk Live is matching your donations to give directly. We're helping families in Bome and Khalifi counties in Kenya who are in need. Free Talk Live is matching donations up to $30,000. So head over to give.freetalklive.com and help these areas plagued by drought, floods, and food insecurity. There may not be a better way to help families in Kenya. Give.freetalklive.com. And if that model works, universal health care for all. What? Because you just give cash to people and they know how to spend it better. That's not universal health care. Oh, well, universal UBI then. Basic income. Sorry. Well, I think if you just... Uh, universal income? Dude, what the... UBI. We were talking about we were Nikki talking about not, not becoming a communist when she went to California. All of a sudden, you're a communist from no, talking just, about I'm Nikki just going to California. It out there. Like UBI. I mean, if you can do it voluntarily, do it. But oh, I'm pretty sure you can't. Okay. But I'm no mathematician, so 
you know, if you can do it voluntarily, do it. But most models of UBI require the state to become involved, forcing the taking of money from some people and giving it to others. We should start a UBI DAO on I, the ETH. I, I, on the DL? Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> FYI. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> we have phone calls to take, oh, so let's darn. do that. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, uh, you know what? Um, I I really think that the Russians are going to invade Ukraine, and I think that they're going to take back Ukraine like the way um, they had. Are you gonna so Are you gonna help pay for that? Help? Are you gonna pay Russia to do that? No, I I don't I don't have any financial uh, power to help them out. Oh. But I. As you know, that I'm on the Russian side. At least I'm calling on the radio in support of them. Well, I was going to say you because, you call when you do call. You mention that you are a communist. Is that correct? Right, right, right. So therefore, I support like the Chinese um, alliance with Russia and them taking back Ukraine. And wasn't Ukraine part of Russia for thousands of years? Wasn't that like? Georgia is part of Ukraine. I, I don't know that area yeah, that, too much. But. That whole geography, at least I'm 49 years old, so at least uh, during my lifetime that I'm aware of, that whole area has sort of come and gone and, you know, been hashed over several times. So, uh, And I can't tell you, you know, for how long, what was what. What do you have against the Ukrainians? Well, you know what? I, I have nothing against that, but I, I think the communist way is, better like you're talking about okay. the universal I have a question. basic income yeah i have a question for yeah. you then you, you said that you support you know the chinese which are a communist uh, organization uh do you support the killing and hunting of the uyghurs in china uh and them harvesting their body parts for donors what is a uyghur uh, i have no it's idea a, what- it's a form of religion it's a form of religion. I yes. I you it's know spelled U H U H I G U R something. It's it's a weird spelling, but when you run across well, it, you'll know. First time I'm I'm hearing about it, but I don't know if that's part of communism. I, I you know you're you're slam you know you're slamming that as a part of communism, but a communism is to share equally, like the universal basic income. And well, they're, they're not they're not sharing equally with the Uyghurs. They are torturing them. I have another question, Sarah. Are you currently in a commune? No, I, I, I'm not in a communist. Why uh, not? Culture, but I am receiving a communist program. I'm on disability SSI. Okay, is yeah. So is anybody program. collecting, you know, a, a government pension? So uh, if you claim to be a communist, why do you not live in a commune? Well, I happen to be here, and it's more important to educate people about communism in America and build the American Communist Party. Isn't the best way to do that by being in a commune and leading by example, showing other people how the commune is superior? You can do that in the U.S. Well, I mean, that's it, because we got communist parties here in in America, and then don't don't you guys have communist party meetings in New Hampshire? You just have to find I doubt it. it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> if there is, it's really on the down low, that's for sure. That's usually Anyone the best refutation fi- for the, the whole communist thing is like all the communists can already like pool their funds right. and distribute it equally and they don't. Right. Did you catch that, Sarah? 
Well, I, I don't know about that, but I just want to say about the the universal basic income. Like in Sweden, I was told that they're already doing that, and they get tokens for working. So they're not having money, money for being rewarded. What they do is if you pull out yards, you would get five tokens. Where, where, where does that money come from? You know. I just, I just had an yeah, idea. I mean, that's the society. It's gonna, it's not about like you. If you're working, they where does, pay you where does, where does the money for these tokens come from? Where does the money for these tokens come from? I, I don't know, but, but the whole. Well, thing you should is look into it because some used clothes because or something. But it's not. You should about, look into where like, it comes from because it's very important where that money comes from. It's very important to understand. Well, Do you I think mean, it just falls out of a tree? People. No, but what, I'm, what they're saying is they're getting rid of the wage where you have to earn an income to pay yeah, rent. All right, I'm done with you, Sarah. <laughs> oh. Thanks for the call. Well, you like, want to talk to well, there's the three of us in the studio. All right, all right. Yeah, Sarah, well, you're back. Let's I'm just saying, have your way. there's three of us in the studio. There's Sarah. That's four. She gets her disability check, and I think she should split it four ways and share with the. I mean, that's us. only fair. It's only Sarah, fair. are you going to share your check? I give to the Joyce Myers ministry okay. if I can, and I give people to people on the streets. I mean, they might drink a Yeah, but that's not, it, that's but not evenly it. distributed amongst everybody. Yeah. I'm just I, talking about amongst the four of us. And that's a little too voluntary, don't you think? I think someone should take it away from you and distribute it for you. Right. That would be well, communism, wouldn't it? Well, taking away from the billionaire people. I mean, don't you think they have just too much money? Do they need to be worth $30 billion? Well, they're something? not communists, though. You are. So we're going to share with only the communists. Right. We'll leave them out of it. We don't need their money. We have enough with the communes. Well, but that's the whole point is that the communists, they take money away from them first, and we oh, distribute it no, and make it equal to that's everybody not else. So you steal from Re- people. Read a history book, Sarah. Thanks for the call, by the way. Uh, read a history book. It'll teach you many things. And pay attention to where the money comes from to do the communism. That's important. Comes where the does the money come from to do the communism? Very important. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live coming up. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. What's that? That's the number to call in to get on the air. That's Woo! right. A free talk live. That's right. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki and Rich. Rich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, we're really bringing the energy with this one, guys. Ha. Ha. I'm feeling it. It's my James <laughs> Brown. My James Brownism sounds like a cat, like coughing up a furball. I'm gonna kiss myself. Ha. I feel good. Go meme yourself. <laughs> Go meme yourself. And you know, you had mentioned during the break that you were surprised. You've stirred up quite a, a bit of con- con- yeah, controversy. I mean, Peakless Mountaineer. Once I think we were off the air when he said it, but he went, "Rich, you are a liability," I and mean, I thought that was hilarious. That's a really nice compliment. But, I, I took it as well. Yeah. But I, too, share the surprise that you have not been memed yet. Yeah. At least that we're aware of. But, yeah. Perhaps you were memed and it was so dank that it's not suitable for public consumption. Maybe. That it's only on, like, one of these... It's only on the blockchain. Like, like parlor or, you know, oh. one of these things that I don't participate you in. You know what? I'm challenging the listeners right now. Whoever can make oh, the dankest snap. Richie Rich meme... Wins it, nothing, but I will be proud of you. 
wins nothing but Nikki's adoration and praise. Yes. That might be a lot <laughs> enough for a lot of people. <laughs> oh my God, Nikki talked to me. <laughs> she made a meme. You, oh you win being able to call into the show. She said my name. <laughs> Nikki will say your name on the air. Oh boy. I didn't, I, I, yeah, uh, some assembly required. I'm like, I'm volunteering stuff for Nikki, but it's not available in Virginia, South Carolina, West Virginia. Uh, Side effects may include spontaneous anal bleeding and growth of a third eye. (laughs) I may have crossed the line there. I'm not sure. (laughs) Ask your doctor if this is right for you. That's going to be the Captain Kickass meme. We're going to go to some calls now. Anyways. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, (laughs) Moving right along. Let's go to Jill in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. I don't really know what meme means. I've seen the word, but I don't exactly know what it means. It's it's a picture with some words on it. It's a generational thing. Yeah, that's fine. It's okay. Uh, But anyhow, I I really called in in regard to that that communist just talking about who called in. Communist Sarah, yes. Communism is not cute. It's not quaint. It's not benevolent. It is downright evil. Mm. It's based on a lie. Actually, if you can look, if you look and see with your eyes, what exists is individual human beings. State and nation are words. What actually exists in the entity with the rights is the individual. And communism is based on trying to wipe out the individual, and it's evil, and it's garbage. Yeah. Okay. I'm giving you a round of applause, Sarah. Individual rights only. Let me, let me and, take the other side of that briefly then, right. if I may. I don't necessarily yeah. have a problem with the ideals of the communists. More so with like how they want to get there. Sure. So right? I, I, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. In in a in a true free society, there is room for people to have a commune if they want one. the The only problem that I have with people who want to live a in a commune or live a communist lifestyle is that it always takes a state to enforce their ways upon everybody else. If they're doing it. it voluntarily, I don't have a problem with it. But if you if well, you lived in a society where you were able to like is doing it voluntarily, that's their business. I think it's ridiculous and I would I would, wouldn't certainly choose that way to live. And it it's not a way a self-respecting person would want to live and that's my thought on the matter. But, but anyway, Forcing it, putting it in the government is forcing it on people. Sure. So, but the the post scarcity society where everyone's wants and needs are met, and you have ample time for leisure and all the other activities that you want to do, and all your medical care is covered by whomever, right? Like, work towards that, and you can get there, but not through like the communist lens, right? If you if you went the capitalist way. I believe everybody should live his own life and let everybody else do the same. Yeah, but I you agree. Could. Yeah, I agree. Any other thoughts tonight, Jill? Well, I guess not. Uh, hey, thanks for the call. Like, I want more leisure and less work and more basics taken care of. Like, what I don't want is leisure suits. Those don't need to come back at all. Those are horrible. Larry had a nice one. You know, the, like lime green with the big collars. Just ugh, horrendous style. Anyway, uh, let's move right along. Let's go to Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I, I, I remember you talking earlier in the program 
about um, people who go to who are elected to offices in Washington. It's a good memory. Go there and eventually become part of the system in a kind of a way. And I, I think it's more the. I think you're right. There, there. It's much more the exception of people who don't become part of the system, who who do the things that that should be done and need to be done. And I think some examples would be George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. I think Ronald Reagan was a, a mover in the right direction. I think Donald Trump was a mover in the right direction. Um, those people all suffered tremendously. Just think of the suffering that Abraham Lincoln went through. Uh, it's unimaginable. I don't think I can't even imagine that he he even imagined what he was in for. Just so I wasn't alive for most of the people you mentioned, with the exception of maybe Donald Trump. Uh, what specifically, you know, do you feel like Donald Trump did that was correct? Because he did a whole bunch of stuff that wasn't, including continuing to bomb people, as did his predecessor. Uh, and the predecessor before that guy, uh, along with oh, all sorts of other things related to taxation, uh, the Federal Reserve, of course, did their quantitative easing, et cetera, and so on. Well, I think he had, first of all, he had the nerve to become president. I mean, he, he was way outside the system. It, it's like the, the nerve of that guy. The nerve of that guy. Just, just becoming yeah. president like that. <laughs> How dare he? Yeah. It, it, it's like the real estate man becoming president. I mean, everybody was shocked. Here's the, here's the problem I have with Donald Trump becoming president is it's a rerun. It's a complete rerun because we saw this before, and his name was somebody else you mentioned, Ronald Reagan. Oh, okay. Right? Both actors, both yeah. television personalities, right? Well, both that, had I, that, Both did something else before they went into politics. And then became president. And what did we learn from both of those? We learned that, do they really run the country? They're all actors. Not more, not more or less so than any other politician. Well, then they're all the same. And who needs them? Right. No, they're not. But, but, but all of them have to be influenced by the people. You can't do exactly what you want every time. There are very, very powerful interests in this country that will mow you over. Just ask John F. Kennedy. Nikki has just... something to say. I just don't believe. I don't believe that any president is actually. I mean, they're all just puppets. Like I really, it's the same thing every single time, and it doesn't matter who we elect into power. It's always going to be the same. I don't believe that anybody could go into that seat and be the president and actually make a difference. Unfortunately, I really so you're don't. A deep state conspiracy theorist. Hey, thanks for the I call, Robert. Uh, my problem with just even there being a president is. I don't need a leader. He or she, whatever the case may be, that becomes president, not my leader. I didn't choose that leader. I did not vote for that leader. And even if I did, it's none of my business how other people lead their lives. Nor is it anybody else's business how I lead my life. More Free Talk Live is on the way. Come on and tune in to Free Talk Live seven nights a week from 7 p.m. until 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Did I say seven nights a week? Because and then I don't meant touch it. that dial. Don't touch that dial. Is there really a dial anymore for radios? Isn't it really just digits somehow? Yeah, they're really dials. You got to program one there of those five be. buttons on your deck in your car. Oh, yeah, right. The seek or the save buttons for whatever it is. Uh, anyway, it is Free Talk Live. You can call 603-283-6160. Join the conversation. 
In the studio, it's myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Let's just go right away to David in New Mexico. David, you're on Free Talk Live. Let's do that. So, uh, stumping. You you remember stumping? You old enough to remember stumping, like 1700s? No. 1800s? Yeah, I was not born in the 1700s. (laughs) No? Huh. Yeah. But I, I saw you there. So yeah. anyway, Time so in the old days, what do they know? Yeah, when when people were campaigning, they were stumping. They'd literally go town town, get up on a stump, and give their speech, talk directly to the people. I thought those and, were soapboxes. Really That's if they didn't have a yeah, stump. Yeah, that too. Oh, that was the After. the manufactured stump, the artificial. stump? That came later. Okay, I got you. That came later. Yeah. So anyway. They so, took the stump but, away and then replaced it with a soapbox to see if they were going to be good stumpers. <laughs> There's actually a product called Stump Away, and like it's this powder that you're supposed to drill holes in a stump in your yard and pour the powder in the holes, and then portal, and then shiny object. Yeah, definitely. And then take a lighter to it, and set it on fire. Nice. Ooh. Yeah, and it's supposed to burn the stump, make it disintegrate. That from sounds the, fun. Yeah, shiny object. So David. To, so yeah, shiny object. So back to the non-shiny object stumping our political uh-huh. process camp campaigning. So uh, we're still stuck with the system that we have for the time being. So we vote for people, and we, we need to know stuff about them. And so tell me, in society, where do you get the chance to question and get answers from the uh, people that want to rule over you in a public setting so that others can hear your question and hear the answer? Uh, that where is where, where do you get a chance? That's a great Pardon? town hall meeting. No. Uh, when, so when's the last town hall meeting that you had that you, that you saw that existed for somebody who was running for, say, for instance, governor of your state? That I couldn't answer. But I do know okay. at some point, like there was a libertarian meetup group and they invited, oh man, what was that dude's name? Bill Weld, like one of the libertarian party runners to come. Yeah, okay. But like we're but talking he, about people who like are, who might have a chance on winning. Okay. Or, or how about are actively involved with like the current administration or a previous administration? Well, I mean, he was running for office and he came and talked to people and took questions. They lobbed him a bunch of softballs, but he was there. Right. Dude, okay. Stumping. So so that's generally a problem. They they come to a small group of people that that invited them um and they give them softball questions and then there's a some sort of a selection process as to who gets to ask what questions as compared to stumping which for the first what 150 years of our nation or 200 years of our nation 175 years whatever the candidates would literally show up in town and somebody would notice they were on a stump and they'd come out and ask them any damn thing that they wanted and if they didn't if they didn't have a good answer for it they were they they were humiliated right in front of all of the townspeople that had gathered around nobody nobody had to be part of any club to know about the town hall meeting uh, or, or be invited or be selected yeah i Man, see why don't they do this today i seem to seem remember so effective i seem to remember during the obama campaign before he became president and bombed people as president, um, that they did something that they called the town hall, but it's exactly as David described, where it was a selected audience, and I mean selected, like vetted by the FBI or CIA or whoever, any of the alphabet agencies, and then softball questions. You weren't allowed yeah. to just be like, hey, I want to know about, you know, hey, what do you think about taxation being extortion? 
You know, right. people weren't able I, to I stand have... up and ask anything they wanted. They were very, very vetted questions. Go ahead, David. Co- coincidentally, I have direct experience with an Obama town hall. The very first town hall that he did after being elected president, the first time around, he did a town hall in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, and I was invited to go there. There's your first clue. I was invited to go there because the Democrats thought I was one of them. And, and, and I... Uh, when Obama took questions, he asked people to raise their hand. So I raised their, my hand, and I not only raised my hand, I, uh, when I didn't get called on the first couple of questions, I stood up and raised my hand. And then between questions, when everybody else put their hand down, I left my hand up and I remained standing. And uh, I never got called on. Um, and I also I happened know to I... notice, well, thanks a lot, Nikki. I, Reminds I also, me of third uh, grade when I knew the answer. It's just a pretty aggressive hey, uh, uh, way. Nikki, N- Nikki l- let me address you, Nikki. First of all, sure. I, if you if you notice, address? I said okay. I said that I gave them about three rounds of questions to by chance call on me before I stood up, and then when I when I discovered in and actually in those three rounds, I discovered by by reading Obama's. Uh, body language, facial expression, and his and his vocali- vocalizations, noting that he's a piss poor actor. I I noticed that he knew exactly who he was going to call on before uh, yeah. he called on anybody. You don't say. Okay? It's all a show. And so, and so I didn't. I did not remain standing and all that other stuff that would, would that would make it so that I was somebody that they would not want to call on until after I had already seen three times that this was a game, very obviously, and then I had nothing to lose, and, and actually I had something to gain, because if I remained standing with my hand up and never sat down, it was drawing attention to the fact that this was all fake, okay? So if, 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 you, were, if you wanted to insult me by, uh, by, by saying that, you know, why would they choose, uh, they choose the crazy guy, well, there, now you have my process explained. All right, and hang, I on, hang on, that. David. Hang on, David. Yeah. Nikki, you get to retort. Okay, so, I mean, we all know that this is, you know, theater, none of it's real, and I appreciate your passion in, you know, wanting to ask a legitimate question. More people need to do that, that's true, but I just... Backpedal, backpedal. I I don't know why, I don't know. It's 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 just not surprising, you know, it's like, looking at you, if... Picturing Obama looking at you who is clearly going to ask a hard question that he doesn't want to answer... No, 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 you're wrong. I'm, let me stop you right there. You're wrong. He didn't know that. I told you, listen, listen again. Let me say okay. it again. I sat through three rounds of him calling on people with their hands up. I know. And so he knew, yes. he knew no difference between me and anybody else with my butt on the bench, with my arm up the first three times around. So how then many I people told were there? You, then let me finish, please. Then I told you. I discovered with, with absolute certainty that it was all fake. And once I determined that it was all fake, it didn't matter what I did, because no matter what I did, I was not going to get called on. So since I was absolutely not going to get called on, no matter what, because these people were all pre-chosen with pre-written uh, questions that they a- that they asked him. Um, th- th- then I had more to gain by pointing out to everybody that was there, including the news that was filming it, that this is fake, and that's what I decided to do. Why are we surprised right. that the the mechanism by which politicians would set themselves up for embarrassment and ridicule they stopped doing hundreds of years ago? 
What was the uh, the kid from Welcome Back, Cutter? The, ooh, 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 ooh. Too old for me. The, Horseshack. Horseshack, yeah. Did, Horseshack. You, did you try that, David? Did you try the Horseshack? Uh, nearly. I came down close. So let me finish what I was. So, so I, I did that. Up. I was in Obama's town town hall, and he, he didn't call on me. And, and then the one of the, uh, the, the usher people... One of, one of the usher people came over and asked me if I would sit down, and I said, uh, "I said, is that an order?" And he wouldn't go so far as to order to me for me to sit down. So I kept standing until I felt like sitting down. But anyway, um, so I, I determined by personal experience that Obama's town hall in Rio Rancho, New Mexico, was a hundred percent fake. It was obvious, but they presented it as if as if it was real. So the the the, the I called about our uh, stumping, and what do we do nowadays? We and you suggested the town hall. And so I gave you my real life experience with that town hall. That's kind of like the ultimate town hall. If you have the newly elected Obama at a town hall, supposedly taking questions that are, and it's all fake. That's like the the ultimate in that. In in that. And I got more to say on the subject. Well, it's going to have to wait for another day, David. Thank you for the call. It is all a show. It is for the benefit of the indoctrinated. Those who are enlightened see it for what it is. I just wish that there were more enlightened people. 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Welcome back. Welcome back. Oh, what do you always say? And we're back. Thank you. Yeah. I thought we were doing the welcome back thing again. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Mr. Carter. Yeah. Wait, yeah. no, it's James Brown. Anyway, it is Free Talk Live in the studio. It's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. N- Nikki, I feel like you had more to say. We're going to give you your moment. But okay. I, first, I have to tell you. Uh, that we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. Now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide, and for the first time it's available on an exchange. You can create an account at xmarkets.com, that's e-x-markets.com, with only an email address so you can keep your privacy intact. Then you can deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, trade them for Tether, and then buy ITR. That's the Intercoin Investor Token. Learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org. And now you can buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. That's exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. All right. So, Nikki, you... Tear him a new one. You had more to say regarding David in New Mexico? Yes. This is a special message for David from New Mexico and anyone who might be concerned with the previous discussion. I just, it's just a little ridiculous to me how, I don't know. (laughs) I just think wasting this time, like discussing things like that is just... I don't know. It's ridiculous. Like there's That's so what we many, do here. There's, but there's so many other issues that need to be discussed. So getting so pissed off about like Obama not Obama didn't call on me answering your question, and it's like okay, so we have this big room full of I don't know. You didn't answer my question, so we don't know how many people were in the room. That's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. Maybe it was twelve people, which could be understandable why you might be upset after three people being called on. 
your question didn't get answered. Whatever. But if we have a room full of 300 people or even 100 people or 50 people, giving three chances when there's probably a lot of people waiting to ask a question, I just think. But he kept his hand up and he stood up so they knew he had something important to say. And it's like we all know it's orchestrated and it's like I get the frustration and I do appreciate the passion, but it's like. Just put your hand down and sit down. It is it is frustrating to me to see it's somebody like, who can recognize that it is a show, but yet yeah. still clings to the illusion yeah. that 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 it, you, there's a belief there that like somehow, yeah. you know, people can do something about it within the system, playing by their rules. When you can't, the deck the deck is stacked against you completely from the beginning. The question that I would ask of any president or congressman or senator or uh, mayor or whatever. Have you heard of the Mises Institute? No, the question that I would ask is, how do you resolve the conflict of interest that exists between police and the court prosecutors and the judges? How do you resolve Mm. that? And they'd be like, what do you mean by conflict of interest? And I would be like, well, they all get their paycheck from the same entity. Ah, so that may have been asked to a, a someone in Hawaii, and at least in Hawaii, the courts are run by the state. The police is the city and county. No conflict of interest at all. Mm, there is because they're both funded by taxation and the same method. Ah, but one is state taxes and one is city and county taxes. See, that only matters to them because they're the ones deciding that uh, taxation from a state is not a conflict of interest with taxation from a county. Totally separate entities. But they're the same. But different. Because they're the same method. Got it. Yes. And that, the, is, that is extortion. Yeah. Right? So literally. So, if, if so you, you've if got you three problems. extortion uh, payrollees right, up against you. But if you're getting extorted by the city and county, you take that matter up with the state and they will be fair. More conflict of interest. Isn't the city and the county part of the state? Correct. Different entity. Mm. Some could say that. Some could say it's not. They all fit the definition of state. Understood. So I used to li- I've um, I used to listen to a legal podcast, I yeah. guess, if you will, and one of the pieces of advice that they had as far as like their mechanism for dealing with bad actors was: you sue the state in federal court, and you sue the feds in state court. Because despite the fact that they fall under that state banner, yeah, they don't really like each other all that much necessarily, mm. and so that was the technique used by that. Podcast. Let's let's go to your calls and thoughts. We have Ryan in New Mexico. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how are you doing? Uh, I'm trying to make up for the uh, last New Mexican caller. Um, I had a lot of different directions we could go. Which uh, one, David? Oh you know, yeah, okay. we, we're all over the place here. <laughs> um, you know, uh, well, let's start with crypto. Um, um, I also wanted to talk about homeless populations and maybe trying to save them with very specific ways. But, uh, you Big know, one. crypto, well, okay, well, then let's go to the homeless thing. Um, okay, so Portland, Oregon is getting a lot of advertisement for uh, having a huge homeless population, probably because they legalized heroin or whatever they did. Mm, I don't know exactly it was, did, the, having lived on the West Coast for more than 20 years, I can tell you for a fact that the homeless population was already huge in Portland as well as Seattle uh, before uh, Oregon legalized all the drugs. 
it seems like homelessness is a problem in a lot of big cities. Cool. Right? Like, no matter what big in, city you go in to. In my observation. Yeah. No matter what big city you go to, it's like, oh, my God, homelessness is in out fact, of control. I also know that uh, the Seattle, Washington area, which is, I mean, almost a clone of the Portland area as far as their politics and the way they run their cities and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Other big cities would literally buy their homeless one-way tickets to yeah. Seattle or Portland uh, because <laughs> those two cities specifically have the highest quality of life for the homeless. Huh. See? So yeah. there you go. State actors working in their benefit to, at the detriment of other state actors. And also, uh, like, there's really no winter in those. I mean, they get like a couple weeks of snow or whatever every year, but essentially there's no winter so somebody homeless in detroit who's freezing on the street and you know they're like hey here's a bus ticket to portland they're like sure that's why there's so many homeless people in la it's 70 degrees all year long yeah so the ocean go go ahead ryan well uh okay so we just solved uh, that that was an interesting point that you know perhaps a lot of cities are transferring a lot of their homeless populations to these cities because they have a, such a high standard of living hand it off but, to uh, somebody else yeah like i remember yeah, and- specifically this whole like busing homeless out of the city happened when somebody was on their presidential campaign right so they were like oh so and so is coming to town we better clean up the homeless let's buy them bus tickets and send them out so that we don't have to have all this homeless around while the president comes through or whatever huh well so we obviously have some kind of problem and it probably revolves around heroin or meth um or some sort of mental disability for whatever reason numerous reasons but uh so how are we going to solve this and uh, I was kind of running the numbers because it's clear these homeless people have to make a living somehow, and generally they do it by stealing or nefarious means. Maybe prostitution, maybe selling drugs, maybe other kind of aspects. Or but, panhandling. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, panhandling. Mm-hmm. Many, of them are, many of them are veterans who are collecting some sort of benefit. It's not enough for them to pay the extraordinary yeah. rents that we see, particularly in big cities. And so mm-hmm. many of them have some form of income, but they can't actually afford housing. If that's the case, well, just yeah. move where it's cheaper, man. Like, seriously. Well, and I've... Well, and if you're yeah, on a fixed, that, in, a if you're on a fixed I mean, income, find a place that that will go as far as you need it to, and go there. Oh, I think that's easier said that's than exactly done. Exactly the truth. Is it? You're already homeless. Just start walking. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but there may not well, be yeah, the so, uh, medical facilities that they need nearby. Okay. They may not be able to get legal help that they need. You know, in those situations, all that kind of stuff, because I mean, they're getting all this sort of for free, if you will. Okay. And especially nowadays yeah. where rent in a lot of places is $1,000 or more a month. I mean, if you're in New England, yeah. where are you going to walk to? $1,000 a month in Seattle would be like, you would have a line out the door. It'd be like, you know, a reunion <laughs> show for like the greatest rock band of all time. Uh, because, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, if you're homeless in New England, especially during the winter, you just walk south. It's, it's well, going to be warmer somewhere down there and you're still going to be homeless. Yeah. But warm. And so... So I'm in kind of a similar situation. We don't have the ocean to kind of calm our winters. Are you like homeless, Ryan? Left coast. No, no, no. I have a home. I'm Are you on heroin? About to be. We'll see. No, no, no. Okay. I've been drinking, but. Right. <laughs> we knew it was something. <laughs> <laughs> Medical marijuana, too. Um, but uh, I haven't smoked tonight. So the, uh, but the. Uh... Hurry up, make a point. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. So how, how to solve this situation is, is what I was thinking is, just like what you were all were talking about is $1,000 a month for some of these uh, high-rent places. 
What do you want to talk to this guy some more? UBI. Hey, uh, hey, why don't you hold on the line? Hold on the line, Ryan. Stay right there. We'll be back. More with Ryan coming up. Perhaps more discussion of UBI and communists. We don't know. What did the frog say to the other frog? Ribbit. Ribbit. No, it said, uh, time sure is fun when you're having flies. Uh, 603-283-6160. Again, 603-283-6160 is the telephone number here at Free Talk Live. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Richie Rich. Our number three is kicking off. Let's bring Ryan back. Ryan, you with us? Hey, how are you doing? All right, cool. So we were talking a little bit about homelessness. Uh, some would say the homeless problem. I was uh, giving it's some an epidemic, some information on the homeless that I've observed, uh, particularly in my twenty years of staying on the the West Coast in the Seattle area and having visited Portland a number of times. And sort of, you know, what goes on? People bust their homeless from other cities to these places because. They get better, and like people of their own accord will find out the homeless. That is, they'll be like, "Oh, it's better off for homeless in Seattle than anywhere else." So let's go there. We need to print out business cards and just hand hand them out to the homeless in New England. <laughs> Did you know that it's better in Seattle? <laughs> Start well, walking and, instead well, of south. So we have go a west major homeless man. problem. <laughs> so we have a major homeless problem here in Albuquerque, New Mexico, and. uh it seems like to me they're a bit more vile, uh, a little bit more evil than what you might see on the West Coast. But uh, I imagine everywhere it's pretty much the same. I mean, we can all agree that panhandling and that kind of thing is kind of a blight whenever you have that on your main street and you're trying to have a bunch of, I guess you would call, interesting shops and, and something like that. And you have panhandlers at every single corner trying to uh, gain money off of people that are just trying to, you know, tourists, you know, and it kind right. of get annoying. So what are we going to do about this? So Privatize the street corner. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, that's one choice. Um, well, I guess a, a little bit of privatizing, but uh, perhaps what I was thinking, if we if we do the numbers, okay, how could we get homeless people, uh, and we have to force them. I mean, this is the negative thing. Is there has to be a situation where you say, get off the streets. You just lost now, the how captain. are we going to do that? Yeah. As soon as you invoke force on anybody, mm, sorry. I'm not with you. And I mean, well, like, well, I get uh, okay. it. I get it. Like, people think that homeless people are inconvenient and they're not nice to look at. But, I mean, what do you think it's like to be homeless? And I just like, what are we going to do with these people? It it would be nice to somehow help them get housing and like sustainable jobs and things like that. Well, that therein lies the question: Do they even want that? Are they just living the life that they want to be living? Um, and yeah. if they are, leave them our, alone at our expense. Yeah. I mean, well, if they are, I mean, I, I, yeah, but it's, it's okay. Well, then you can tell them stay off of this street. So you I think is the street public or is it a private street? If it's I, a public street, they have every ooh, right to be there. Point. I, I like Ryan's well, enthusiasm that he wants to help and he he has things that you know he believes are solutions and that kind of thing. I okay. think I think that Ryan's asking the wrong question though, right? I think yeah. that I think that the question he should be asking is. If do you accept this, Ryan, that poverty is the default state of man? That when you're born, you're poor? 
Yeah, I suppose you could Okay, that, yeah. so then the real question is, is what would create prosperity for these homeless people? If they want it. If they want it. Well, okay, well, I mean, well, laws against panhandling on major streets would be, uh, you know, or anywhere, because if you have, okay, let's say you have a panhandler in the middle of an intersection, that's a safety violation, because that, that clearly at some point is going to create uh, some kind of situation. Um, because then they start fighting each other for street corners for whatever is the most lucrative street corner or something like that. I mean, these people have their own internal politics that we don't even know about. Let them homestead the street corners. I guess I'm just wondering how making a law against panhandling will help them be more prosperous into getting housing and whatever else. Well, and that's, that's what I was trying to get to uh, a little bit with what if, we, as a society, bought old, rundown hotels, fixed them up, and then moved them in there and said, this is where you live now. We control your rent. We control your food because they're obviously not going to be able to cook in said hotel rooms or something like that. If you want to move up to a better lifestyle, we can then move you as a society into a better lifestyle like an apartment. And okay. then if you qualify off of that. How do you pay for and it? And I was also thinking. Ryan, how do you pay that? for it? How do you pay for that? Well, I agree, and uh, there lies a, a major issue. You pay for it with, well, I agree. No, how how does something like that get paid for? Well, and, and so what's what's the amount of people in, let's say, a major city like Portland uh, that have panhandlers? Is it 10,000 or is it 100,000? I, I really don't know, but I imagine it's somewhere around 20,000. So the beautiful thing is you don't have to get society. Like, you could start a charity yourself. And then True. get the funding to build the hotel and then in- invite the homeless people to your hotel yeah. if they wish to go. Yeah, the solution is well, definitely not taxation if that's where you were going. Well, and I, I was going in all the different directions. I'm just trying to solve the problem through spitfiring a bunch of different solutions or problems and then trying to find the solutions to them. Sure. And there's uh, something else I want to point out, too. And that's, uh, you know, you said that these people, they don't have a place to go. They don't have a home or a house or an apartment or whatever. The fact is that there are way too many vacant houses that exist. Yeah. Right, that are yeah. just sitting there. They're not selling. They're not being lived in. They're they're just sitting there, and like they're continuing to build more. Right, so well, so the I, state should confiscate I, that from the homeowners and distribute it out to the homeless people. Well, yes, it, it, but then therein lies taxation because then it lowers land values. But but Ryan's we charity it, that that you mentioned, if Ryan had this voluntary charity, like you mentioned him putting together, then the yeah. charity could contract through, I don't know, something like a Airbnb or something to provide well, housing to these people at a discount when it's the off-season or when the house is otherwise vacant. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's what I was thinking because you have to, what you would, what you would have to do is, is make the people that are honestly trying to better their lives be able to better their lives and help them through putting them in these, these houses that are vacant in probably different places from the West Coast if they're all being trained yeah. in there. Okay, yeah, but what if what if the people who want to help themselves already are helping and, themselves? Yeah, well, and that these are the people, you know, these homeless people are the people that they don't really want to help themselves. Yeah, typically that's the case well, because so, there's homeless shelters, there's church organizations, they're just fine. There's food banks, yeah, they're just fine the living YMCA. off of everybody else. Well, and and so then therein lies the thing is is that's another blight is that. Uh, non-conformity to the thought process of working and 
creating a living for yourself, which I myself am a part of. I, I am living off of food stamps right now, and I can't get SSI, so all these different little bizarre sure. things. So this is like a situation that is really – I'm about to be homeless. We'll see what uh, what happens in my life, but eh, enough about that. But And I'm not really worried about it because I could, I could possibly work. I have uh, a bizarre situation on my own situation. But uh, You sound capable of is, figuring your situation out, that's for sure. And panhandling can be quite, um, quite lucrative. Yes, it can. And that's therein lies another problem is that maybe you can make it illegal to give money to people that are panhandling. But why would you? Because that's a voluntary transaction, right? They're not stealing exactly. money from anybody. They're just but, going like, hey, can I have a buck? And someone goes like, yes, you can. And so a transaction well, is made from person to person. Then there is the answer to that because so what is the solution? Because we all I, I agree think that's the solution. A it's already voluntary. Well, I, I okay, that's fine. But I, I believe there's a problem with uh, homeless people being kind of a blight on society because if you have too many homeless people, then once you start bringing in tourists, they're going to be like, ah, oh, this city's disgusting. I want out of here. And uh, and then also, I mean, <clears throat> the nefarious thoughts that these kind of situations lead to whenever you're on the streets and you half of them are addicted to perhaps a drug. I mean, I, I don't know if it's half. I don't know if it's 10%. I don't know if it's 90%. But I don't know if it matters. Whatever it is, is what, I, what I'm thinking is, is what about if we took away some of their freedoms? Like, like what, no. what I'm thinking about is, no. what, 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 wait, wait till I finish this. Um, so you start them in a hotel, and that hotel would be, that's your home, and that's, that's whatever kind of situation they're in now, which would be kind of hostile or whatever kind of situation there is. And then if they want to better their lives, you start paying them, and then, then we get into taxation, but let's, let's not worry about it. So you already lost us. I, I, like, I like your enthusiasm, Ryan. Uh, a little work on the solutions, particularly with the voluntary part. I mean, I was kind of joking, but the, the privatizing thing eliminates a lot of those concerns. 603-283-6160. Coming up on Free Talk Live, we will talk more about uh, this mom who alleges she was virtually groped. Yes, it's David Talk Live. Oh, I'm just kidding. It's not. It's Free Talk Hi, David. Live. Oh, Free Talk Live. The telephone number here is 603-283-6160. If you would like to join in our conversation tonight. In the studio, it is myself, the captain. It's Nikki. And Richie Rich. Uh, Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol and we're big fans of that here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so... We're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com. And then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you to visit video.freetalklive.com. Follow us on Odyssey today. That's video.freetalklive.com. 
dot com. All right. We'll hopefully we'll have time to come back. There's a little bit more to this story about the metaverse lady who claims she was virtually groped and gang raped ish ish in in, in the, metaverse. the metaverse. She was meta meta assaulted in the metaverse and now she's meta mad apparently. So we can talk more about that. But first, uh, so sir, what planet are you calling from? I'm calling from Earth today. Uh, we have the Earthling named Mark with us here on Free Talk Live. For those of you who don't know him, uh, Mark from Earth is the intergalactic space king and uh, one of the founders of Free Talk Live. King Rhino Schwanz or something like that. What's on your <laughs> mind, Mark? So I was calling to talk about Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi! I now have some questions after hearing heard the last call. So I'd like to go through a line of questioning. Maybe we'll get to Whoopi. Maybe we won't. Um, there's always, well, next week, since I can only call in once a week when, uh, uh, this point when Ian's not on. Okay. My question is this. Uh, Captain, you said that uh, you don't like solutions that uh, have to do with force, coercion, and things like that, right? I did say that. Great. Um, what happens if a hobo is on your property panhandling your guests? Hmm, that's a good question. I would run him off. Okay. What if he doesn't want to go? Well, then, uh, because it's private property, I believe it's within my rights to force him to. At any, at any, at some point or another, force gets employed, right? Um, hopefully it doesn't go uh, terribly awry, but, you know, force and coercion are on the table when we're talking private property, right? Correct. It's, it's yes. on the Let's, table with public property, too. This is this is where I've said it a number of times. Right? Well, like, well, hang on. Look, violence Mark, is always an answer. Mark was leading us down there. a path here. So, <laughs> okay. so, yes, as far as private yeah. property is concerned, that's how I would handle primroses? it. <laughs> Can you smell the primroses? Um, right. So, what if... I own your property, uh, the place where you live, mm -hmm. and you rent from me mm -hmm. and the hobos panhandling your guests and that sort of thing. Same thing. Right to run them off? Same thing. Okay, pretty much. I mean, like, unless there's some stipulation in our rental that says that yeah. hobos are allowed to, right. Um, and in fact, in our rental agreement, there's a stipulation that they're not. So you're completely within your rights. Or you call the what landlord to own, run them off. You could do that. Right. Hey, I've got these guys harassing me. Deal with it. And the landlord could send a security agency to handle it, correct? Correct. Absolutely. Okay, great. Now, what if I own the entire city and everybody rents from me just like you do? Then... Can you, I, an agency that I employ, rightfully and justifiably remove a hobo from your property the streets, and the town? If it is within the stipulations of all of the agreements. In but, other words, uh, if you own the entire city, you know, I assume you employ some sort of agency to you know, rent out the land to the inhabitants and that kind of a thing. There's agreements for that kind of a thing in place in a, in a private city. And so yep. it, the same sort of things would apply in a private city as would apply on private property, just in a, in a mecca scale instead of a minimal scale. What if I make the breathtakingly bad decision of 
allowing the renters in my city to decide how hobos are handled. Would they then legitimately be able to uh, jettison a hobo from their town? From the town, I don't know. From their property that they've contracted to live on, I would say but yes. I, but I, I, I own the whole town. Mark owns the property. And he said you guys handle it. So unless there's restrictions on the way you've said that they could handle it, they can handle it. Okay. So how is this demonstrably different than what currently goes on today? The legitimacy well, of property ownership. Yeah, that and also, also, uh, it would be impossible for you to own land in such a fashion because governments claim all of planet Earth that I'm aware of. There's very few regions of planet Earth that are not claimed by by some form of government. That my, um, this is, this was an analogy. This was a story in order to build something around. Mm -hmm. But um, let's go with what Richie had to say regarding, uh, Legitimacy of land ownership. Okay. Why is it that, say, the city of Albuquerque does not legitimately own uh, that land? Because the way that they've acquired the land and maintain it is through the force and the coercion of the people living there. So um, couldn't somebody say the same thing about this fictitious place that I own? Hey, I was born here in this rental property. Um, and you've set up this weird system where all the renters get to vote on things. We've already established that there's different levels of ownership. And that's all a city government is, is a different level of ownership over property. Um, and now I could see if property no. is stolen. No, I, I disagree. I that all that's, property has been stolen. I disagree, Mark. And that's not all that a city okay. is. I disagree, uh, because the city specifically employs only coercion and violence as opposed to voluntary means. Yes, yes, but they we, are the proverbial owner, because if you don't pay the tax, they're going to come take your property away. But in without a state, you know. so my question, I guess, is, is this fictitious city that you claim you own, is this on top of uh, uh, land claimed by a government already? That would be a no in our scenario. That this is just simply. Okay. Then how did you acquire? How did you acquire the land? Homestead so and expand. Uh, there's a question, right? Um, yeah. Do you want to hang on, Mark? Sure. All right. Stand by. This is interesting. I feel like he's going somewhere. I hope you do too. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero is a phone number here at Free Talk Live. Nikki, Richie, and the Captain have more coming up for you. It's Free Talk Live. Is it? Or is it? It's or, Free Talk Live. Or have so we far. been it's, Or have we been co-opted by an intergalactic space king? We'll find out momentarily. 6032836160 is the number if you'd like to join us in the studio tonight. It's myself, the captain, Nikki, and Richie Rich. And I want to say thank you very much 
to both Eric Haley and Tim. Timmy! Eric is a gold amp subscriber, amps subscriber, and Tim is a silver amps subscriber. Uh, what does that mean? Well, head on over to amps.freetalklive.com and you'll see what we mean. You can be a part of this program helping us to get on more radio stations. We won't just tell you. you got to research it yourself. Amps.freetalklive.com. There are some perks for doing so, and there's different levels, gold, silver. You know, We only ask for 5 bucks. You can give 10 or 25 or 50 There's different levels there, stuff you can do. And you get different things. But getting stuff for your charitable dollar isn't you know the reason why you want it. You'd want to go because you enjoy the program. You enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the topics that we bring up, the perspective that we bring of peace, liberty, and prosperity, which is unique in the marketplace. As far as I can tell, we're on somewhere around 280, maybe or 180, maybe 200 radio stations. We could be on 250 or 300. It's up to you. Amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Eric Haley and Tim. We appreciate what you do for this show. Uh, Let's bring Mark back. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, so we were talking about the sort of legitimacy of government. Um, we were talking about a situation going on in Albuquerque where hobos are uh, um, you know, scouring the streets, trying to uh, harass uh, good shoppers uh, for their hard-earned money. And um, a gentleman called in and, and had something to say to the effect of, hey, what are we going to do about these hobos? And, Is it harassment, though? Uh, if you just walk up to someone and go, like, hey, can I have a dollar? Are you, have you really harassed them? Or do you have to, like, follow um, them and ask them a few times before it gets to that level? I'll say this. Um, uh, well, my, my short answer is yes, uh, it's harassment. Uh, like um, nobody, ask 100 people if they want hobos to ask them for money and then find out what your answer is. But, me, so, but some absolutely. people give them the money so they're not bothered by it. Right? What's that? I said some people give them the money so they're not bothered by it, right? Maybe, it, there's, maybe they feel threatened. It's like a cold. We have no idea. It's like a, a, a sales cold call. Hey, do you want to buy ads? No? Okay, I'll go ask somebody else. Yeah, that's true. Like, if, if Mark, you say that panhandling, at least the first ask, is harassment, then so is every cold call every salesman has ever made. Um, one hangs out their shingle when they buy a telephone um, and when they do business. So if one making a cold call for a business to a business, I think it's even less so what you're saying. Um you know, I mean, I'm just saying you, an you, you, you use the analogy of, uh, you know, ask 100 people if they want to be asked if they have a dollar. Well, you can ask 100 people if they want to be cold called. They're all going to say no. Probably true. Um, and I think there's a difference between calling somebody at home and calling somebody at work, um, you know, like businesses and, you know, well, the, the hobos are knocking on doors. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to get, you know, in you uh, know, too I, deep I, into I, the minutia legitimacy of government. Yes, I don't want to talk do. about how much people want hobos to uh, ask them for money, because I think that people don't want hobos to ask them for money very much. But I could be wrong. Maybe everybody but me loves freaking stinky, pee smelling hobos. <laughs> well, um, and I would suggest that the fact that the, no, the hobos, hobos get the money. Pee. But the hobos get the money, right? So they're, they're incentivized. Right, Richie, but they get enough look, where they're incentivized to continue this. Armed robbers get money, Richie. What? Armed robbers get money. Governments get money. Yeah, okay, but that's not voluntary. 
And yeah, handing a hobo a dollar is totally a voluntary transaction. Yeah, I would argue that as well, that the homeless people asking for money, people are voluntarily giving their money, whether they feel threatened or guilted into it or not. I think it would be hard to make that comparison to like the government actually like... If you want to disincentivize hobos from asking for money, no one has to give them money and they will move on. All right. So, Mark, well, Mark I know- every time your plan involves everybody, everybody doing a thing, your plan is going to fail. Yeah, right. yeah. So, that's why I don't have a problem with hobos so asking for money. Mark, Mark wants to talk about the legitimacy, legitimacy of government. And so yeah. far as I can tell, there is no such thing as a legitimate so, well, far as government. I can tell, you have agreed that the government has legitimacy so long as they didn't steal their land that they uh, rule over from other people. But they did. Which ones? Every government? Every city I mean, yeah, the, the, the indigenous people land? that lived here before. Well, that's in the United States. I suppose you could presume that. Um, I would also uh, make the contention that many, um, like, for instance, in Las Vegas, uh, was anybody really homesteading that land? How much land do they get to homestead? Right. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's an easy thing to do to fall back. And another question I would ask, and I'm not defending legitimacy of government here. This is a line of thinking that I have been pursuing recently. Okay. And the end of the line of thinking here is maybe we libertarians are just putting up with this crap because we don't feel like we have any place else to go. I mean, I think the human race, not necessarily just libertarians, uh, is in that boat. I think some people like it. But, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm with Nikki on this one. Absolutely. If you, I mean, these people are opting into this stuff, and, and they would if given the opportunity. Like, you could not send your kid to school. You could just say, I've been robbed for the amount of money that it takes to send my kid to school, but I'll go ahead and send him to a private school. 85%, that number might be lower now, um, but COVID has occurred. 85% of people are sending their kids to government school voluntarily. They don't have to. They just are. Um, yeah, but a bunch of the uh, the teachers in public schools are sending their kids to private schools. Indeed, uh, no doubt. I'm not claiming that uh, government school is a good idea. I would yeah. claim that it, we have a highly inefficient model, but it may not be illegitimate in the way that libertarians would like to say, because we will we will defend the use of force and violence on private property. Yep. We know the reality of governments today around the world is that they employ force, that they're a, they have a form of super ownership in the same way that a landlord does over a renter. Mm-hmm. It, it would be illegitimate for libertarians under that system, but if you want to like go back to the Matrix analogy, right? the vast majority of people are not ready to wake up. Morpheus? Right. right. So, they, so they're fine with I'd that say- system, and libertarians should leave it to them, and we should like work towards the parallel economy and just removing ourselves from that system and letting it collapse upon itself that is eventually going to do. I agree completely. I also think that if the opportunity presents itself, that you should leave that system and pick up and leave and go someplace else that provides a better, more moral system that fits our um, you know, ideas better. We'll see whether or not uh, something like that comes along in the future, but um, at this point, it, I, I mean, you can choose through, uh, different types of government out there, more and less intrusive. 
There's New York City with lots of taxes and lots of uh, invasiveness and lots of people to talk to and lots of businesses to go to. Yeah. And then there's, I don't know, whatever's going on outside Albuquerque in New Mexico, where there's very few of all of those things. Well, and that's why people who are yeah. getting fed up with those areas are moving to New Hampshire and Florida and Texas, where the burden, you know, that state burden, that tax burden is less, right? It may not yeah, be the most ideal move, but people move. They vote with their dollars. Yep. People, people move for taxes, there's no doubt, especially businesses, and people move to work for those businesses and things like that. Um, you know, for me, having had my studio raided two times by the FBI, New Hampshire, Florida, and Texas aren't far enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, the bigger picture, the solution there, Mark, and thanks for the call tonight, I think the bigger solution is really the only legitimately claimed land, at least on planet Earth, well, there isn't any. You have to wait until we find another suitable M-class planet for folks to go and claim legitimately uh, without claiming that they are a government or allowing those things to occur. 603-283-6160. More Free Talk Live is coming up. Yes, it's the final segment of this live Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. If you missed any of the show tonight, go over to freetalklive.com. In a roughly a half hour or so after the show is over, uh, you can listen to the repeat. Uh, if you have a podcast catcher, you can just plug in Free Talk Live and uh, you know get it immediately delivered as soon as it's available uh, when the show is over for a listen back. So... In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Nikki. And Rich Rich. Uh, I wanted to return to this article from Newsweek about uh, this lady, uh, Nina Jane Patel, uh, who (laughs) recounted watching her avatar in Facebook's metaverse get groped and virtually gang raped. Like, now, first of all, is gang rape? Did they program the metaverse to allow <laughs> avatar gang rape? I'm still. Go ahead. That's it's very <laughs> shocking that they would. I mean, I mentioned D- GTA earlier in the show. Uh, that sort of thing happens. You know, they have prostitutes and whatever. But I'm just surprised that in the metaverse there is like a gang rape option. And furthermore, I'd be surprised that like the metaverse, if they're going to allow that, doesn't have like a self defense option. Right? Yeah. Know? Like, let's make it realistic. I'm just I'm still traumatized after playing GTA online of the time that some guys came up and shot me. It was <laughs> horrifying. I couldn't believe it. You should sue My them. My character just gone. Uh Patel claimed the avatars touched her avatar, which she said resembled her in real life inappropriately while they took pictures. It was surreal. It was a nightmare. Uh she wrote that although it occurred virtually, she responded as though the assault happened to her in her real life. And I think that's the problem. Bruises started forming on her bum. Well, it's like, that's the problem. Like, people are acting like virtual reality is real life. They're acting like social media and all of this is real life. This and is, it's, in my opinion, mentally weak. Yeah, it's, I think it's a mental illness. I would go as far to say that the, these people are going into, like diseased territory where like they can't even function as normal human beings in the real world this is from a medical professional yeah that's true basically a doctor 
Don't quote me on that. Hey, 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 I'm the doctor as, here. As okay. much as Captain is an ambassador at this point. I'm also a doctor. Okay. Just so you know. I know. It's an honorary doctorate. So but whatever. Okay. Uh, virtual reality has been has essentially been designed so the mind and body can't differentiate virtual digital experiences from real, she wrote. I'm pretty sure that's not true. In some capacity, my psychological and or my physiological and psychological response was as though it happened in reality. So what she's saying is that she doesn't know what reality is. Well, okay. I said that's, I'm sure that's not true. I want to walk that back ever so slightly because people do get disoriented when they put on the goggles. Yeah. And so your mind, your mind kind of reacts differently, but if it's a, you know. Oh, I think I misunderstood this. I didn't realize that it's like with the virtual reality goggles. Is it? Is that what this is? I, I don't have know what no this idea is. How you, I'm how like you not a video access game the metaverse. I have no idea. But if it's like that's what you kind of were alluding to, right? I'm pretty sure the metaverse is the VR simulation. So I could understand that a little bit more if it like feels like they're coming at her in real life, but they're also like don't look like real people. They're like very clearly. I've seen pictures of this. They're very clearly like animations, and you can just take the goggles off. You could. I don't know. It's just. But I also wanted to make a point where. Sometimes, like when I was a little kid, I've watched scary movies before, and it like traumatized me for months after. So I could kind of see how somebody could experience something that wasn't real, and it could like haunt them I, later on. I could on. see if like like you're saying maybe they were a child and they you know their mind hadn't. She's forty three, uh, so like yeah. uh, you know unless she is otherwise. Handicapped with the mind of a child. Handicapped, yeah. I mean, if then okay, but maybe she shouldn't be in the metaverse. I don't know. Uh, metaverse is a safe space, Captain. Not anymore. <laughs> Patel said after sharing her story, she saw various opinions, including people asking why she decided to choose a female avatar. Others called uh. her. Others called her stupid and said nothing that occurs in VR is real. Okay, well, yeah, that's true. There is clearly... I've seen people dive into walls, though. Like, there's, you know, they got the little goggles on and boo. I've done that. Okay, there you go. There there is clearly a divide between those that condone these socially unacceptable behaviors in an unsafe metaverse and those that realize the urgent need to create proper safety measures, she told Newsweek. Ironically, Patel is the co-founder and vice president of metaverse research for Kabuni Ventures which works to provide a safe space in the metaverse for children. Patel is currently investigating the psychological and physiological impacts of extended reality. XR. So she's got an incentive to, to yeah. create these problems. Oh, fake news. Totally fake news. Lame. She told Newsweek that as more people move forward using this technology, instances of virtual harassment within metaverses. Metaverses? Metaverse yeah. <laughs> what is the plural of metaverse? Maybe it's just like moose, like it's just metaverse. There were many metaverse. Yes, perhaps you're right. Mises? <laughs> Instances of virtual harassment within metaverse will become more common. She said that companies hold a responsibility to keep users safe from virtual harassment and assault. No. I mean, I, I get it, but no. Like, I mean, I would think that would be more prevalent on social media, right? Because that's like a little bit more like real life, right? 
But it's a video game. I feel like, like, come on. I feel like this lady's never played a video game in her life. Yeah, no. Because uh, how did she get the lead job developing the, the protocols for the safe metaverse then? Well, it's as you said, she has an incentive to make this particular complaint. Yeah. And talk about how it feels real to her and how she's probably going to suffer from some sort of PTSD as a result of getting metagroped in the metaverse by meta rapists. <laughs> Maybe if they had like the suits from Ready Player One with the haptic feedback and the touch sensitivity. What she should maybe what she should do, of course, is seek meta counseling. Yeah. Mm. Right. No, maybe, she should seek real life counseling. Maybe join a a meta support group. You know, maybe isolate herself from that particular area of the metaverse or those meta people that meta violated her. But she's got to get into the metaverse to get there, and she was harassed and groped like immediately. Like in the lobby, just boom, just as soon as I got I don't think you're getting the meta point. Yeah, I think you're missing the meta point. And in fact, I think she should be meta armed. Okay. Right. I think she should immediately obtain some sort of meta firearm so that she can meta defend her meta self. And then when she kills those meta gropers, she can pick up their loot? Their meta loot. Meta loot. Yes. Not to be confused with metal loot. Metal Patel added that the most harmful or that what is most harmful about harassment inside the metaverse is that young children might spend time in these... Of course they're going to spend time in these places. She needs to play Xbox Live. She explained that if not properly regulated... Oh, oh call there for regulation. Boo. The inevitable move into the metaverse will cause concerns for younger and more impressionable children. What does she mean by the inevitable... It's in quotes. The inevitable move into the metaverse... Like we're all just oh, gonna are we all like, gonna be pod people like in the Matrix? And, yeah, this is like uh, foreshadowing. Yeah. I mean, as technology advances, if that becomes a thing, I don't know if it's gonna be inevitable for everybody, but the younger generations, much like technology is now, will grow up in a similar environment. Yes. Uh, she also said that uh, Kabuni was created to establish a metaverse safe for children between the ages of eight and sixteen, utilizing research. And collecting data, Kabuni works with educators to shape a safer metaverse. Patel Just stay said. in Kabuni, then. Like, stop going to the Facebook metaverse. Just stay in your safe space, Kabooniverse. <laughs> Kabooniverse, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, this is not the first time Meta has faced an accusation about assault inside the metaverse. In early December, a beta tester for Meta's Horizon Venues posted in the official group on Facebook about how her avatar was groped by a stranger. Sexual harassment is no joke in the regular world, nor the internet, but being in VR adds another layer that makes the event more intense. (laughs) She wrote, according to The Verge, uh, not only was I groped last night, but there were other people there who supported this behavior, which made me feel isolated in the plaza. After an initial investigation by Meta of its VP of Horizon, Vivek Sharma said the user did not utilize a safety feature that blocks someone from interacting with their avatar. Like I said, it's just a good thing that these gropers have a virtual outlet for this behavior so they don't take it into the real world. Yeah, I'm meta exhausted on this meta topic, and we're meta out of time. Thanks for meta listening, everybody. Thank you to Meta Nikki and Meta Richie for joining me here on Meta Free Talk Live. We hope you've had a Meta good time. If you missed any of our Meta show, I can't go on. The show within a show. Yeah. Visit us at Free Talk Live. Thanks and peace. <laughs>